The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up. Saturday, May 21st, 2022. I always say I had a cigar named after me, but as I look closer, it was made for my family. Today, we're going to smoke in honor of my family, and you will learn more than you ever wanted to know about the Garofalos, because I have interviewed, done the interview I've been waiting my whole life to do. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, Based on the picture, could that be Robin Williams, dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire couldn't, and and if if you got the care package... Maybe something, because in Mrs. Doubt, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire was used in the care package picture, yes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. With my face. In dun, dun, dun. With, for those that don't, aren't in the care package, there's a little card that comes with the care package that shows you the cigars, and then Barry does some goofy picture in the back <laughs> of it each time. Well, where, do you, it, where do you see July's? Oh, really? <laughs> do you think it could be a golden girl? Could be a golden girl. Is there any golden girl left? And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So it's happening with our studio audience. It's been happening to me all week of people trying to guess who this interview was with because I said we're doing an interview and didn't say who it was. Uh, some answers that were out there was Bill Burr. We've been talking about him for a long time doing an interview. He carries an entirely different bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone said that could be a cowbell, though. I mean, it, it is bell-shaped. There we go. Uh, Hanky Kellner heard that. Um, in a trench coat and a fedora. Yeah, Gianna. Huh? Uh, we did that before. Yeah. Um, my mother. And I even heard Avo, and he died five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody's guessing that it won't be Marvin Shankin. Marvin Shankin would be a great interview yeah. that I would love to do. Yeah. That would be a great one. That would be sick. Uh, but let, let's uh, get to the show, and let's uh, light up the first cigar. Well, today's first cigar is the Garofalo Family Legacy, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Perdomo Cigars for United Cigars. The size is a 6x50 Toro, featuring an all-Nicaraguan blend with a Maduro wrapper. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and the single will set you back $9.49, while a box of 20 is $159.99, which comes out to just $7.99 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $30 or 16% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. So for those people drinking at home, they're already up to one drink, because in this time it was you that mentioned yes. it. Yes. 
Oh, there's going to be a lot of mentions because Perdomo did make this, and right now it's time to cut a cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, even though Jonathan already cut Oh, stop being such a rat. I saw him. <laughs> Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. It's usually Barry that does it, which also did it. Mm-hmm. Ed Sullivan did it. So the only person really cutting their cigar is me right now. Huh. A lot of people are commenting on my shirt, and this is from the uh, Jeff Spicoli collection. Oh, really? <laughs> a little barnyard on the cold draw. A little bit of a spicy This is part of raisin. the Cigar Authority care package, so I'll warn the people that like milder cigars, this is not one of them. Of the Garofalo line of cigars, this is the this particular one is the most full-bodied of both lines. This is mm-hmm. the um, this is the uh, family legacy, and then there is the La Familia. Of all of them, I'd say this is the strongest one, but we'll we'll be the judge of that. I haven't, I haven't smoked this one in quite a while. No, it's not your favorite. Let's be honest. It's not. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo, featuring a flip top. Three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment, all for the low price of $12.99 or two for $20 on twoguyscigars.com or right at the Two Guys Register. That's the Cyclone by Vertigo. Probably the biggest single item that we sell at Two Guys is the Cyclone by Vertigo. Thousands. And really... You really don't need to buy a lot of them, but people misplace them. Not yep. that they stop working. They're easily, easily misplaced. Yep. But I have a bunch everywhere. And I think a lot of fishermen end up dropping them in the water, mm. so they need more. They do not float. No. But you can wash and dry them in the dryer. Absolutely. Orange creamsicle on the initial light. No, uh, it's like you have a fudgicle with an orange creamsicle on the inside of the fudgicle because there is a little bit of chocolate. Well, so then you you're can't 50% say, right. You can't say no and then say exactly what I just said. No, I said there's an added fudgicle. You did it again. You said no, and you're then only, you said the other you're thing. You're only 50% right. I am correct. It's that 50%. flavor is there. You taste some smoke, you fucking asshole. I was hoping you were going to go for a <laughs> no. Can't you see you love each other? <laughs> They don't love each other. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't even like each other. So this is this starts out okay, but this is gonna start building into into too much for me as it's going on. But we'll we'll see where it goes. So this cigar came to be twelve years ago this week. Hmm. This is when this cigar came to me. And it was Nick Perdomo came to visit me. It was my fiftieth birthday. Do the math. And mm. said, here, I have something for oh, you. Are you 70 yet? No. No. But it's your birthday 50 and soon. 12, it is. You're going, Monday. Somewhere, you're going somewhere special for your birthday. I am. Detroit. Where does everybody <laughs> else go? <laughs> you going to go uh, down 8 Mile? Go what? 8 Mile? He's, Eminem? Yeah, he's not a fan. I don't know what he's uh, no. about. <laughs> he, he likes Eminem's. Yeah. If he he does. Does. You're showing all 62 years of your age right, right. now. Get, get some Eminem's for the plane ride. Yeah, so I don't have to wear a mask? Yeah, I don't think you have to all anyway. All right, good, good. Um, so, so Nick comes in, brings a box of cigars, says, here, I have this for you. Happy birthday. And it says Garofalo Family Legacy on it. 
the box. I open it up, and the cigars are all banded and everything. And I said, this is really nice. Thank you. You made a box of cigars for me. And he said, oh, no, no. I made a cigar brand for you. And it comes in four sizes. It comes in three different wrappers. And I'm like, really? What's this all about? And he said, there should be a cigar made for you. Um, and saying it should be made for you, yet it said family legacy on it. So it, it's made for the family. I uh, mean, it could be a devious way to get more shelf space in your store. <laughs> yeah, it works. you're going to have to Of course, it. well, you have to carry it if it's your last name. Exactly. So uh, I said, I hope I like it, because I had absolutely nothing to do with this at all. Um, and I smoked the Maduro. Oh. And I said, it's way too strong. Can you make it milder? And he said, no, that's the cigar. <laughs> it's done. And here it is. That's your legacy. And well, he sounds a lot like you. Because I would have made the, the Maduro milder myself. Although people that like Maduro like full-bodied. And I think that's what you get with this. Certainly. Um, so as time went on, um, we hoped for the um, my 60th birthday, but didn't make it, COVID and all that stuff that happened, uh, slowed it down. But now there is a La Familia, which I had a little something to do with, which uh, was fun. And uh, if you smoke the Maduro version of that, that's more up my alley mm-hmm. um, if uh, go to Maduro. So if you, and, and we'll do it on the next hour. We'll smoke the, the Maduro version, see which one we like better and what's the differences. We'll do a little comparison. But uh, this is the family legacy version of it. Uh, they sell well. A lot of people like them. Um, now, uh, today is also another special day. Uh, today is May 21st, 2022. And 25 years ago today, my dad passed away. 25 years ago to the day. And he passed away in the store at Two Guys Smoke Shop, which is horrible, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and um, he was standing by the counter. He was talking to my brother, who was another one who passed away, uh, obviously not at the time. And uh, my, brother ju- my father just fell back, and my brother ran around the counter and said, Dad, what's the matter? And he looked at him, and he said, uh, I just got so dizzy all of a sudden. I don't know what that was. Closed his eyes and died. And what it was was an aneurysm inside his stomach that bursted, he didn't feel anything, which is beautiful, and bled out, and that was it. And uh, I was working up here in the Salem store and uh, drove down. He was gone. That was it. And um, that was 25 years ago today. Um, that's taking me to uh, an event that we do, and the event is the father and son cigar dinner. And it could be father and son, father and daughter. My daughter's going. Um and we're having it this year uh, under the stars at Tuscan Kitchen, Salem, New Hampshire. It's the day before or the night before Father's Day. So Saturday, June 18, 2022, at 6 o'clock, we'll have cocktails. At 7 o'clock, we'll have dinner. We bring a different manufacturer in each year to have this Father and Sons of God dinner. And I'll tell you why. It started with my dad, who really wasn't a cigar smoker, would come up every Sunday to the Salem location and have a cigar with me. Every single Sunday, he drove up by himself, and he'd come in, and I'd get him a cigar, and I'd stop working for an hour, and I'd sit with him and would shoot the shit, not about father and 
stuff of things you have to do or whatever, you're doing this wrong, but different conversations that we never had before. And this went on for a couple of years. Do I get extra credit if I know what kind of cigar? That's right, because you were there, Ed Sullivan. Oh, yeah. A lot of times you'd a lot sit, of and times talk to him. sit and talk to him. Yep, yep. That's, that's beautiful. I, I, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you were there yeah. a lot of times. And um, he would smoke Griffins, very mild cigar, but not just any Griffin. It was the Don Bernardo, which forget trying to find it. It was a cigar made for Europe only. It was a very long cigar. Uh, I have what's left of the last box still to this day. And I told him that last day that he came up the last Sunday of, Dad, this is the last box that we're on. What are we going to do after this? And he said, I won't be smoking cigars anymore. And I said, no, no, I'll figure something out. And um, he passed away that week, and here's the remaining cigars. And um, I had many a cigar dinner after that, uh, father and son cigar dinner. I think we've done now 12 years of this. And... um, I thought each time I'm going to smoke one of those cigars, and I just cannot get myself to actually light one light one up. How many do you have? It's less than a box, whatever right. whatever there's, that's left in there. And I just keep looking at them, and I don't I don't know. I just don't light do it. Light one up with G. Have her smoke one, and you smoke one. So uh, remembering that, you know, I thought of doing a cigar dinner because. A lot of people don't do it. Don't sit there and have a cigar with their dad. Or if they do do it, don't think about it until after it's over. Because I didn't think much about it till after I couldn't do it anymore. And then I said, oh, my God, I sh- I, this is, was really something special. The magic of smoking a cigar with somebody and having a conversation is the cigar itself takes time. And you have something to do during what would otherwise be just an awkward silence of two people sitting in a room staring at each other. Yeah, yeah, you take so a puff, you, you have something it. to do, you have something to pay attention to in addition, and I find that the cigar does spark a more interesting conversation with my daughter. We go out and get pedicures, and half the time <laughs> we're on our phones. It's, you know, you get caught up in 10 minutes. If we were smoking a cigar, we would have something else to do, and then... Maybe another conversation would spark. Sort of, what's that with your toe? You got a problem with your toe? Do you have that conversation? Is that a, a blister or is, is that, that a, a, a toenail d- fungus? Right. My feet are immaculate. Yeah. I'll have you both know. All right. Um, Her feet are a little sus, but whatever. Um, it is special, especially after you can't do it anymore. That's when I noticed it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And I don't know if I'll ever see dollar one from it, make any money or do anything, but just to let people in on this to every once in a while do it. So we did the first uh, father and son cigar dinner. Uh, Maybe about 50 people turned out. This is when uh, first event Trevor ever showed up at because he had just turned 18 at that time, bought a couple tickets. This is now Trevor that works for us uh, for – a lot of years now, but uh, probably 12 years, right? Because his dad asked at that dinner, mm-hmm. you got a spot for Trevor to come work here? And I said, sure. Hmm. And that's how that ended up happening. That's how we ended up with Trevor, huh? Yeah. But a lot of people that showed up. Thank s- you for not saying got stuck with, because I, I could <laughs> sec, sort of see it on your face. I think my tone of voice <laughs> may have <laughs> But we, we asked a different manufacturer each year to come up and be highlighted at the event, which <coughs> is not a selling event. It's not a um, lot of um, 
speeches and yeah, things like that. Yeah, not a lot of bullshit. Um, but it's time to spend with that other person. And the people that do go tend to go every single year. And it's built from there. When COVID ended up hitting, we still did it. And Nick Perdomo came up during the COVID thing and with his family and uh, um, did it also. We had Steve Saka one year because yeah. uh, he was local. And then Nick ended up coming up uh, despite that. So we actually never missed uh, doing this. The audience had to be much smaller because we had to do it within here because no restaurant could have have it. So we went from as much as 150 people at one time down to, to 50 people. And now I think we can go up to 100 people this yeah. year. So this year's event, as I said, is Saturday, June 18th, 2022. Um, and our, we are featuring father and son, Nelson Alfonso, and his son, Fabio. I've never met Fabio, but Fabio has got uh, turned 18, um, although we have 21 now here at this um, thing. But uh, he turned 18. He'll be here. Um, and um, if you don't know Nelson Alfonso, he's the maker of Atabay Byron and Bandolero Selected Tobacco. So he'll be the guest on hand. We're having it, as I said, at a Tuscan kitchen, and um, they will be serving for dinner the uh, Tuscan kitchen Caesar and uh, rigatoni bolognese. They're not going to serve potatoes, are they? They are. They have rosemary wood-roasted potatoes and roasted broccolini to go along with your chicken parmesan and pasta. Scratch my head. People are going to love the yeah. potatoes. You wait and see. It, it's They'll good. be dipping the potatoes in the sauce. Yeah. It's like ketchup. Almost. All right. And um, only not completely disgusting. The cannoli bar. Ooh. Pipe to order cannolis featuring pistachio, chocolate chip, and hazelnut. So I'm excited about that, too. Yes. Yeah, I can tell. Point that thing away from me. One of each, Jesus. right? You have to try all three. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, they're probably just dipping the ends, right? So couldn't yes. you take one and make one side pistachio and one side? Uh, then you're missing yeah. one. Then you'd have to go with the third one and blank. Right. So then you'd have all. And you can't double dip. If you take a bite, you no, can't. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's like getting an ice cream with two different and flavors. When, when I see a bar, I assume it's all you can eat, right? Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Right. <laughs> He'll be doing the John Panette. Hit me again. Right. <laughs> You've been here four hours. You go now. Yeah. So uh, advanced tickets only if you want to go. Tickets are $95 per person, and you're going to be smoking Atabay cigars and Bandolero cigars at that event. And uh, tickets are on sale now. So, is, it, it, you know, it, it's uh, – I think of my dad – when, I, when I'm putting the thing together, when I'm at the event, and uh, Gianna typically comes, we'll see if she comes this year, because she has her own baby of her own. Uh, but anyway, uh, I highly recommend it. If, if you're a cigar smoker, you can bring your dad. If you're a cigar smoker, you can bring your son if they're old enough. Um, and um, again, it's an outdoor thing. So it's not like there's going to be a lot of smoke, too. If, if Awesome. Hopefully it's not 98 degrees like it's going to be today. Today, right. Yeah. So, oh, my cigar went out on me. See, oh, all no. that talking. I, I got to be honest, and it went out. You know how I love when it doesn't. So we've smoked enough of this cigar. I asked the chat room the strength, and uh, curious how we line up with the chat room. Right now I'm at a six. Yeah, I'm about six. It's an eight. Six. 
uh, to tie between four and five. Get out of here. And six and seven, <laughs> both coming in at 44%. Well, I know this Toro all so well. When so- you get to the five-inch mark, you go from <laughs> six to 37. Uh, it's time to ask I just lit, I just lit it up again and yeah. because it went out, and it's, it may be a nine. <laughs> it's time to ask the Don. Yeah, one person you agrees Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now... Here is the question of the week. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Vanessa writes, Why not Ed Sullivan? Why not? Hello, my name is Vanessa. I'm Alex M's wife. He has written in many times in the past year, the first being on our wedding day last year, May 22nd, 2021. Oh, happy anniversary tomorrow! <laughs> You guys gave us an amazing wedding shout-out on our special day, and now he's also written about my tipsy, half-asleep comments while listening to the show, such as, you are the Jonathan to my Barry. Oh, God. <laughs> Please allow me to clarify. I was very, very tipsy. Does that mean they hate each other? We have also enjoyed listening every Saturday for the past year together. This month, he finally got my own, me my own care package. He got tired of sharing his. Now, there's one thing I've noticed in this past year that I must call out. Everyone gets their balls busted on the show, except for Ed Sullivan. Hmm. Mr. Delightful, why is this? Because he'll leave. Is he just that <laughs> delightful? I say it's because we forget he's there until he drops a sound cue. Maybe it's because he won't show his face on camera. Mm-hmm. I propose a challenge. Balls must be busted equally. Wow. I challenge Jonathan, Barry, and Dave to bust Ed Sullivan's balls. Look, Go for the a, lowest of blows. He's an old fart, so we you know, respect our elders. That's why we don't right. do it. I'm older than him. Yeah. You have a voice. I'm still reading the friggin' email. Right. But he All looks right. a lot older than you. Yeah. Does he? Yes. <laughs> I will gladly. He apparently sounds it. Go ahead. Is it okay now? Because they've said to him before, wow, I thought you were older than that when they see him. Right. I think it's his voice. Go ahead. I will gladly be listening to see if you have the balls to take me up on my challenge. I know this is a long one, and that's on purpose. I know Jonathan hates it. See you guys on the MeWees, and have a great weekend. I know I will. It's not all that long. I see it's kind of short. Yeah, I took that challenge, and I accepted it. Yeah. yeah. And my feelings are hurt. <laughs> Both of them? Ed yeah. Sullivan has said many times, if you do this, I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> What's he so, going to do? Go home and read, read his digest? Whatever. Isn't that what the old people do? <laughs> There's some very funny things in there, Barry. <laughs> I am officially a senior citizen Monday, right? Six, I don't know. 62? So you are 70. 62. No. You can collect. You could. Yes. Early. I could. Yeah. I'm no. not going to. No, no, no. No, you're, you're young at heart. You're not I very feel, We were just talking. I, I feel it. You're I not feel very young. mature, though. Really? We no, were, I don't think so. We were talking about trying to book an outing where all the two guys' staff go bowling. We were just talking about it this morning downstairs. <laughs> Regular bowling or candle pen? Whatever. It doesn't matter. But it, Pat t- brought up bowls. the best event we've ever done as a staff was going paintballing. And he said Dave was. There? No. I was not. No. no. 
This was like 15 years ago. Okay. So Dave was an animal on the paintball course, I heard, that he was right. crawling around and dive rolling. And I said, he'll get down on the ground and start crawling, but he ain't getting up this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen the bat, better days of that. Just, just playing with James and getting up off the floor. Oh, well, we like, saw your measly attempt at a push-up oh, with or without three, him. Three on, with him on top. <laughs> Man, the Dave math continues. One was legitimate. We ended up saying, okay, we got one is good. that. We got that Marine guy to write in and say, you did exactly zero push ups. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I want to get to this interview I'm doing. So, what is the early thoughts here on the Garofalo family legacy Maduro? If you like a cigar that has a, a lot of punch to it, and I'm Well, you're starting, saying a lot of punch and you're saying six. <laughs> the, so, that's not six, a lot of punch. I'm talking nicotine as far as the, the strength. I'm not getting heart palpitations yet. It's not like sometimes. You will. I, I, I know I've smoked it many yes. times. I'm at the five-inch mark now, and, and it's the, the char factor's going up, the, the flavor's going up, and I know the strength hey, is following. Jonathan, Ryan Seneca brings up a good point. Dave's going to need a special bowling ball <laughs> to fit his fat fingers. No, we do candle pin around here. There's no holes in the ball. It's very small. He had, he had one it, incident in his late 40s. It's like a bocce ball, right? Where he went sliding yeah, down so the lane. So you never did it? Never did candle pin bowling. So it's a it's a local thing around here, and that's the bowling alleys. It's right. little uh, grapefruit size. Yeah. Are you like bowling. Twinkle Toes? Yeah, like Fred <laughs> Flintstone. <laughs> we, uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop had a bowling team back in when we were in Boston. Really? And um, we did it for one year. We won the championship, and we quit. Smart. One of the players on the bowling team was my wife, hmm. and she got pregnant. And then she said, okay, That's I'm it. not bowling next year, and we couldn't get a fourth <laughs> because we only had three employees, I think, or whatever. That's this what is it. why people have rules on their team, you know, no fraternizing within the right. team. Yes, yeah. No sexy time. There was messing going around or whatever. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, the interview I have always wanted to do, I got the interview uh, from the matriarch of the Garofalo family, my mother, uh, who is celebrating her 91st birthday in six days. We're live at the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Dick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Okay, we're back and we're smoking Garofalo Family Legacy Maduro. Toro, wait to hear the interview I have for you today. Uh, I've been waiting my whole career to do this. Welcome back. Um, yeah, it's my mother. I'm, I disappointed a whole bunch of people on the, on the chat box of uh, no, it's not Carlos Fuente and all these different people you thought. Uh, but I've been wanting to do this. She wasn't willing to come up here and do it live, and you'll you'll hear why, uh, ridiculous reason why. But um, I thought it'd be fun for me. I don't know if this, this is going to be uh, 
Terrible show means nothing to you. It means everything to me. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. It's my show, damn it. It's my birthday. <laughs> um, but it lined up perfectly with everything that's going on with, with my dad's anniversary and my, my, uh, uh, my mother's birthday, my birthday. Everything came in line. And I said, let me, let me get something down for the future anyway. We're not getting any younger. Uh, I got my uh, my cousin uh, Richie and his family coming to visit after the show uh, at home, and uh, you know, it's my mother is somebody like, depending on what they call her. Her name is Angela, but uh, some people call her Lee. Some people call her Lena, uh, Angie. But it's all these different stages in her life of what her name was. So it depends. Uh, who sees her and what what, the, what they end up calling her? So uh, t- tonight, uh, when when they come over, uh, she'll be she'll be Lena uh, because that was Angelina and um, where that comes from or whatever. But uh, keep in mind, ninety one years old. Um, so um, we're talking uh, nineteen thirty one. She was born. So um, she says what she says <laughs> and means what she says. There's no bullshit with with uh, with her. Um, I'm lucky to have her around in my life. Uh, um, uh, she's still driving a car at 91 years old, and she's still driving me crazy after 91 years old. Um, but great to have her around. So uh, I guess hit it. All right, I tried to get you live on camera to do this. I tried to get you many times on the show. The Cigar Authority's been on for 12 years. You never would come on. I finally got you. Why will you not come on camera and do this? Because uh, I didn't want nobody to see me. I'm ugly. What? I didn't want all, all the people to see me because I'm ugly. What do you mean you're ugly? What kind of thing That's- is that? You asked me a question, I gave you the answer. You're beautiful. It's not ugly. Yeah, okay. Next question, Dave. So <laughs> we, we're celebrating 91 years now for you. Born May 27th, 1931. Where were you born? Everett, Mass. Okay, and lived there for year, many years. Yeah, I would say. And then uh, left and came back. Yeah. So your mom and dad, Barry and Joseph... They came from Italy. Yep. Same town. Same. They came from the same village, I guess. They knew knew each other. Okay. And then how did that work? Grandma, Grandpa came by himself and then brought her? Yeah. No, he came with his father when he was 14. And his father got him a job with the the Beacon Oil or something like that. Yeah. And they lied about his age, which... That's what people did then. So his father left him here. He went back to Italy. And my father was to send his money back to his family in Italy. That's how that started. And, and your brother was born there. Then uh, my father went to Italy to get a bride. Oh, and really? Then he married my mother. and The girl in the neighborhood. Yeah, and evidently she got pregnant, and then he came back here and sent for her as soon as he could. So the baby was born in Italy? Yes. yes. Uncle Rudy? Yes, he had to get his uh, passport or whatever that thing when he came here. So that's interesting because dad, his mother and father was born in Italy, and 
one of his siblings, Auntie Gracie, was born in Italy also. I don't know. She was born. Yeah, she was born in Italy too. Your first generation U.S. citizens, but your your siblings are from. So I know, would be the first one. First one. Uh, American born. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, three brothers. <clears throat> yes. And uh, you were the only girl. In yes. So uh, Uncle Rudy, who passed away, but you still have two more brothers, both from the United States. Uncle Sonny. We call him Uncle Sonny, but his real name is Joseph. Yeah. Even his wife doesn't call him Uncle Sonny. <laughs> doesn't call him Sonny, obviously. Sonny is because that's the son. Joseph. Uh, in Italian, Junior was either Sonny or Junior. Okay. And Uncle Robert. And you guys all I picked there. his name when Robert really? was Really? Yeah. Uh, I was 12 years old. I told you that's the time that uh, Frank got married that day. <coughs> Mother's Day. Robert was born on Mother's Day. Oh. So <coughs> when my father gave us like 10 cents each to go to the show, the three of us, and when we come home, he said we got a new baby. And... He, so go to the show while the mother drops the child, has a child. And then they put, uh, what, do you, what would you like to name him? What would you like? So the three of us, uh, Rudy said David. <laughs> Get out of here. Sonny said Richard. I said Robert. And they said, okay. And Robert got picked. Wow. I want, does Uncle Robert know that? Did you pick his name? I don't know, I guess. And it's that's interesting because now your great-grandson, James, oh. is Robert. James Robert. I bet you Gianna doesn't even know that. And then, because he's crazy about my Robert. Yeah, yeah. About the big James. Yeah, oh, he loved it. Yeah. So after uh, you growing up in Everett, you went to school in Everett, which is where me and John went to school in Everett, too. What... <clears throat> Does your career begin? What is your oh, career? What did you What do you do for a living, or did for a living at the beginning? Uh, I left school at eighth grade. Really, and went to trade school. Everett Vocational. Yeah, yeah. And I was about fifteen when I graduated from trade school, and I went to Boston, and I became a stitcher. Sewing. Sewing. Yeah, on machine and stuff. Yeah. Then. Uh, and and that you went to school for that for being I sewing and stuff. I did that from home. I used yeah. To, if I wanted clothes, my people never <laughs> bought me nothing. They were saving money, so I made my clothes out of the bags they had the chicken feet in yeah. were pretty. So we used to clean them, and I made my clothes. That's for crazy. Me. So where'd you meet Dad? Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, in Malden. Yeah. Mystic Theater. We went to the show, me and my girlfriend, and uh, Superman was playing. Really? So he came from East Boston with two of his friends. There were three guys sitting a couple of rows behind <laughs> us. And then they started with their stupid shit. And I remember we got up to go eat, some, buy some more stuff. And we spent all our money. We had no more money left. We spent it all. Yeah. And we spent it all at the counter. When we left the show, the three of them were outside. You guys need a ride home? Yes, because you spent all your money. Yeah. So we said, yeah. And they took my girlfriend home first, and she wasn't interested. Who was that? Anyone I know? Mary. Mary. 
Rossio. No, no, I don't think you'd ever met her. And uh, so we took her home. She wasn't interested in all of them. And when we were in the car, there was me and Dad in the back, and he was going to walk me to the door. To Grandpa's door? Yeah. Oh, God. Because <laughs> he didn't know what was on the other side of that door. That's right. Yeah. And uh, do I know anybody that was there? Your girlfriends or dad's friends? Where? When they met you. No. Just no? Just that girl and me. And then they drove us Yeah, but who were dad's friends? Anybody I know? Dad's friends. No, Dovnik, <coughs> uh Television Joe. Because he had a television. <laughs> they call him. T- I, I've heard the story before. Television Joe was... They was his name because he owned the television. He was the first one. First one. And don't even say it. I heard that the, he had a girlfriend who was married. Oh, really? Yeah. And he had a girlfriend that bought him the TV. Really? Television joke. He, there was Mary Baker, who I remember her from East Boston, Mary <laughs> Baker. And she, that wasn't her name. They called her Mary Baker because she baked. Yeah. And that's how... Everybody, everybody had, yeah, like everybody that. got it. What about Mellow? Mellow Wright was his name, and his brother was uh, Uncle Mellow. Yeah, he was Mellow Ripe. Ripe. That was his nickname. Why? Uh, sounds like a banana, doesn't it? Yeah, Mellow was a real name, though, right? Well, no. no, it's not even his name. I know. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh his brother was. Oh, shit, I wish I could remember. This was even better. I uh, never even knew Mello wasn't even Uncle Mello was Uncle Mello. Yeah. It's like Uncle Sonny's Uncle Sonny. And, and Some, he had a brother named something like Two Shoes. Or yeah. Something, uh, something really ridiculous. Wow. So you, you marry Dad, and Dad goes into the service after you married no, him? No, no. Or before? Uh, I met Dad when I was... 17, 16, 17. Yeah. And uh, my father hated him immediately. Yeah. He hated everyone immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so my father is Bootsy. 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 Uh, from a Bootsy, at Dad was uh, Calabria. Calabrese from yeah. Calabria. So northern Italian versus southern Italian yeah. didn't mix well. Not northern. Uh, uh, yeah, in the middle, Rome. Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So, never mind marrying somebody outside Italian. Oh, no. But you wouldn't marry somebody outside the region of Italy. Yeah. Was negative, uh, and that gets broken up by John marries a non-Italian. I marry a non-Italian. Oh, Uncle Uncle Sonny marries a non-Italian. Uh, so he did it first, and so. Now it's okay, but... Yeah, but you know what, David? I never thought about it. There was no way... That's... It didn't... I used to say I met an Irish kid. Yeah. It wasn't... uh, I knew what I had to do. In fact, nobody in my house liked Dad. He was too ugly and too skinny. (laughs) Too skinny. I certainly ain't getting that from there, but... Too (laughs) ugly and too skinny. Everything's on the ugliness of... And he wasn't, uh, my mother was always good to him. In fact, he liked my mother better than he liked me. Always, always. They were very close. But they got the same birthday thing. They're the same kind of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, both quieter and whatever. Yeah. And with the aggressor, you were the aggressor. Yeah. When you you moved in with dad and his family, right? Yeah. I moved in with dad. Jeez, I was thinking that the other day. Uh, dad's lived in, uh, in his house with the family. And Auntie Gracie's on the first floor. Dad and was with his mother there. And Uncle Frankie is on the third floor. Yeah. So all they did was pay the tax. It was paid for, I guess. And and you had a child there. John was yeah. born there, too. And Dad's parents. No, Dad's parents were dead. Okay. When, when I went in there, it was only Rosie lived with us, but she had her own room. And then Uncle Marky took the room. So we were always like in the family. But getting back to my dream, So that was three generations living in that house. Yeah. Um, so later you guys moved to Everett. You do go. After into- John was born. Yeah. I think how that happened was, in fact, I remember uh, my mother and my father came and he saw East Boston. Rough area. You know, triple like decker, that. rough neighborhood. But it wasn't David. They were the nicest people I ever. They were the nicest people. But next time we go to Logan Airport in Boston, I'm going to drive you by the street, <laughs> and you'll, you know, I've taken Gianna by where I used to live, and she's horrified. She can't believe. Oh my God, you used to live here. The worst of the worst was East Boston. That was rough. You guys were on top of each other. It was cr- tiny little. Ah, they weren't. All right. We're going to take a ride. We'll take a ride. Oh, now? Yeah. Then it was all Italians. They weren't doing that. Well, still, same same place. It's still there. Uh, so you moved to Everett, which was highfalutin compared to um, yeah, East Boston. I, I remember the first time I invited Dad to come to my house. He couldn't get over all the trees. Right. right. They, they, have, they have trees in Everett, right. <laughs> oh, you guys had a highfalutin one. You have a tree in the yard. Between the yeah. twos and fours. And uh, so John was, I think, not even a year old when we moved to, my father moved up the street and we bought his house. Right, right. And you stay there. Seven years later, I come along. Yeah, until you got hit by the car. I got hit by a car at five years old. And after a year or so in wheelchairs and whatever, we moved to Malden. Yeah. We go from there. So we were close together all these years, still to this day, uh, so much so that when I got out of high school, I opened a restaurant, a diner, cable car diner. And I did it for a little bit, for a short period of time, and then Didn't I brought... Did you do something before that? A lot of, jo- lot of jobs, no, but, but no, never owning a business. You were going in the radio place. After that. The it radio. was after the diner? Yeah, the diner was while I was still in high school, and then when high school was over, I bought it. After about a year, maybe a little less than a year, I said, come work with me. And you said, I'll come work with you if I own half of it. So you became my partner in the business. Uh, and we did that for a few years. That diner. Hard. Let me say this now, audience. Hardest job I think I ever did. And you think any of it had to do with working with me? 
made it even more a difficult. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, um, it was hard work. It yeah. was hard work. Let's see what can I say. Um, it was very hard work, and we left the house like. Five thirty in the morning with big pots of potatoes yeah, yeah. that I had cooked the night yeah. before, and then we went down and we bought the papers because we needed the papers, newspapers. To, yeah, newspapers. We got it into a lifted, and we got into the um, shop, and I fell through the floor. The br- thing on, in the on the uh, deck going up yeah. to the stairs now. In the meantime, we had a few steady customers already. Always had nice people. So we had the plumber, and he would fix the bathroom, and he ate free. Right. right. This is very important. I remember the guy that did the the propane for the, uh, not propane, but the refrigerant. The refrigerant. He ate free. Because it was an old cable car diner. And it was probably a hundred years old then. It needed so much work, and the guy that owned the property, he raised not, the rent on you. As not only you did went. he raise the rent, he wouldn't give me a lease that said, "Okay, you can stay as long as you want." And I looked at him, and he was an old guy. I was a young kid, but I'm looking at him. I'm saying, "He's old. He's going to die, and they're going to throw me out." So after three years, I said, "Okay, let's sell this thing uh, because." And we sold it to fish. Right. Fish cakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Another guy with that wasn't his real My name. My father's he, friend, fish cakes, father. Fish cake. Why? He must From have, the North End. Yeah, but he must have ate fish cake. So <laughs> I don't know why that was his name, but his name was Fish Cake. And he bought it, and he only had it for about a year or two when the guy that owned the property did die, and they took the the, the uh, cable car away, turned it into the property into something else. So it was a good move we had. Yeah, but I remember we used to go in about 6 o'clock in the morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and the mice were running mice. around. And I keep calling the mice guy. Yeah. And he said, what the hell do you want? Yeah, it's whole. I can't stop them. Yeah. So now you end up, we go back and forth, moving to different places, and then you run away. I say you run away. You went oh, to that Fl- was way You went to Florida. What about no? I worked in Boston. Yeah, you you worked different different jobs like the diner that you stayed in that type of business, coffee shops and things like that. Yeah. But then one day you said, "We're living in Malden," and you said, "Hey, we just sold the house." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "We sold the house. We're moving to Florida. I'm moving to Florida." And I said, "Well, I don't want to move to Florida." And you said, well, I'm going, we're going to Fort Lauderdale. You're welcome to come if you want. And I said, I'm staying here. And you told me the guy that bought the house wants you out. (laughs) So I had to go off on my own. And frankly, I mean, I would have stayed forever, but um, you guys, you ran away from me. I remember that, Dave. I remember. How dare you leave me like that? But I had to learn because I didn't know how to iron. I didn't know how to do my laundry. I didn't know you did everything. All I did was work all the time. And now I have and to learn. And you very hard. Yeah, yeah. You are gone, and while you're gone, I open up different businesses. I did the music business, then I opened up Two Guys Smoke Shop, and with Paul, right. And I call you on the phone, and I tell you I'm opening Two Guys Smoke Shop. What did you think Two Guys Smoke Shop was going to be? You see what it is today, but 
Oh, no. Two Guys Smoke Shop was like in Malden Square. Uh, New York calls it the candy store. You sell a little of this. Yeah. You sell a little of that. Scratch tickets. Uh, the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Candy. And that's what it was, it was to be. Yeah. As you came up and saw it, you saw it evolve into a cigar store. When you moved across the street. Yeah. Not even then. When we moved to Everett. So you would only visit during holidays at Christmas time and things like that early on and see it. Yeah. And I then the reverse of Florida. As soon as it got cold, I right. came back home. Come back for, for the hall for Christmas, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh later I get married. I have a baby, Gianna, and you come to visit to meet the baby and be here for the baby. And that was the end. You yeah, never you stayed. never went back. When I say you never went back, you didn't even go back to sell the house. No. You made dad go back, go sell the house. That was it. You stayed. You didn't you didn't like Florida? You were there ten years. Uh no. Florida was too hot. And when I went down there, I was an active person. So all the ladies used to go to the pool and we sit around the pool and talk shit. And I go in the water and get out. It's getting fucking burned. <laughs> and then I go home, and there was nothing. Yeah. There was Dad. He didn't give two shits. He well, we kept fixing the house though, so that kept yeah him even thinking. He sit on the porch and go to Uncle Mikey's house. Yeah, he had his family there. Yeah, and I hated it so much. You started working down there. Yeah. So I. One day we went to, a, they told us to go to a certain place to buy some kind of furniture stuff. So we got out the car and started looking around for the place. And so we were, the hot top was all down that street. We got out the car and the place I was going for the furniture was way down there. It was fucking hot. My feet were in the hot tar. I said, I'm going home. I couldn't stand it. That was it. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And some people complain about here in the winter, but I'm here to tell you, you're 91 years old. I tell you all the time, I come up here, the windows are open, the doors are open. It's, you, you turn the heat very low. I said, you're an old lady. You're supposed to be in a rocking chair covered up and warm. And you say, it's it's hot. You sleep with the windows open in the wintertime. You've always liked the cold. Yeah, but it was, oh, and then... While we were in Florida, we uh, they used to have uh, senior in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, you eat early, right? The, what they call it? Uh, early bird or something? Early bird. Yeah. And then uh, I said to Dad, we're going to start doing this early bird shit. So we go to the movies, and then we go for Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, we had to get there at three-ish or something. You got to eat dinner at three? <laughs> Crazy. To save a buck, right? Yeah. That's always what it's been. Uh, he was happy with it, David. I was miserable. Yeah, he, he, reti he retired at 55 years old out of the post office. He retired at 14 years old. Right, right. Uh, and then he never complained about nothing because there was nothing to complain. He came home. He sat still. I brought him. But if I have to, his clothes were laid out. Yeah. He was my new child. Yeah, mine too. It was nothing to complain about. I never would have left either. He left me. When you come back, because Gianna's born, you start working for me again. 
this time into Guy's Smoke Shop. Well, let's say when you when you used to you called me every single day, and you, uh, how about when you sent Dad and I the machine to do film or something to put on the television? Yeah, videotapes. And you're in the you're you're in the eighties now, but okay. Dad would have been on the TV. We didn't know what to do with this friggin' thing. Yeah. And you were screaming on the tele, uh, telephone, yeah. telling us what to do. H- how to work a videotape machine. And and here I am now, your age of what you are, and Gianna yells at me because I can't figure out you know, half the stuff that's happening here. So we, we all live through it as the time comes on. No, when I came back out... There was nothing. I knew there was nothing for me. That wasn't not me. The people were not. When I, oh, I learned to drive down there. Ah, that's right. Over 50 years old, you were. 60. 60. You got a driver's license at the age of 60. Yeah. And, and never before that. Never had a driver's no, license. Uh, then I was free. Yeah. And I used to you could go, have done that at 18 years old, by the way. 16 years old, you could have. <laughs> but I used to go to all the bad places because that's where they had sales everything was dangerous and that's where i used to go all right so you started working for me at two guys smoke shop selling cigars you said to me on the phone every day i used to go to work i was in places like that. how much are you making an hour i think i was making two three bucks an hour whatever and uh you said to me if you and i was never out I was from the work. I went back to my house. Yeah. And, oh, I used to go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. And then to work. And you said, come work for me. I'll give you four bucks. Really? From the, when you were in Florida? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember, but okay. I was working for the uh, religious people in the thrift store. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the cleaners. Yeah. Always working. Yeah. So now you come to work for me, you start selling cigars, yeah, and you start smoking a cigar. Uh, really- how I started smoking the cigar was you gave me a book and a cigar, and you said, read the book and smoke the cigar. Okay. So I went home, and I put the TV on low, and I sat in the recliner, lit the cigar, and read the book. Okay. And I liked it day one. Okay. It was very uh, calming. I said, wow, this is like a tranquilizer. All right. So then you started knowing enough about it so that you could tell a customer. He, they were kind I was of cigar. very interested yeah. in So interested that you went to um, Connecticut first. Yeah. You went to the Connecticut farms and you learned about how they grow the tobacco. Oh, and stuff. that was so good, Dave. And then we took a ride to Dominican Republic. You went and saw the factories there at Toro Fuente. We saw a few different factories oh, in Dominican. That was a good river, yeah. Toro Fuente. Even Cuba. We went to Cuba. You saw everything that's there and how they make the cigars. So trade shows. You went to a whole bunch yeah, of trade shows. Yeah, yeah. That I, I remember that. I used to take you to the trade show because you were interested in going. We were in awe of the process and everything that was going on. And years went by. Davidoff 
didn't even want to know you. Yeah. This is a good one. Didn't even want to know you, let alone sell to you. They laughed in your face. Yeah. And a couple of years later, we went, and there's your picture on Davidoff's wall. Yeah, yeah. David, that was. Yeah. Some of the things that happened, it it was an interesting ride along from nobody. I remember telling you when we were doing all this in the beginning, I remember telling you, in the end, you're going to come back here to remember all this. Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, so now I see you watching TV when I come home on Saturday night, and you're watching The Cigar Authority. And we've been doing it for 12 years, but you've found The Cigar Authority the past couple of years. What do you think? You're And you're on the show right now. We're playing this on yeah. there, so you're going to be hearing the show yet yourself. Unfortunately, just talking on it as opposed to sitting there, you're not going to see video of yourself. But what do you think of The Cigar Authority? As a show, is it entertaining to you? Is is it because I'm on, or if it wasn't me, would, would I you? I started because of you. Yeah. Watching it because of you. And as I go on, I find uh, Mr. Jonathan very learned. Very. <laughs> I find him more every week, uh, like he knows what he's doing there. All right. So we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Learning. Okay, what what are you going to say about yourself on the show that you're listening to David's mother on the show? Because you tell me after I interview somebody, oh, this was a good show or this wasn't a good show. You've never you've never been the person to shy away and try to have feeling, let my feelings not get hurt. You always said the way you say it, but well, why would I not do that? No, are we when you come home? What do I want to make you feel happy? Yes. I want to say, I'm here to teach you. I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. Yeah. So I I would like to know, not today, but I want to know next week when you hear this, what you think of bringing you on. Because you didn't want to do it. You don't think having David's mother on as a guest on the Cigar Authority is anything. I think it'd be okay if I was sitting in the audience and you were talking down to me like Ed. Yeah. Something like that, okay, okay but not to be sitting beside you. Because who the fuck am I? You're David's mother. No. I don't yeah. like that. And then the audience could say, who the fuck is he? All right. Well, there he goes. So, cookbook. I tell you, I'm going to put a cookbook out for the Cigar Authority. You held... The limoncello recipe, like it was gold, your whole life, you wouldn't give it up. I said, I'm putting the recipe, a book together. You want to put a, a, a lasagna, eggplant, or something like this? And you said, no, I want to give the lemon re- limoncello recipe out. Why? Because you're my son. Yeah. So it's out there for everybody. Because you're my son. All right. Okay. Um, it's, uh, that's the best I could do at that time. All right. Give you that. All right. Now, the last question. And everybody always asks this question. When people get old, they end up asking the question, the secret to a long, healthy life. You're 91 years old. You still drive a car. You still swear. You move around. You move furniture around the house all the time. You're painting. You're 
You're doing everything. For 91 years old, oh, my God, I, I hope it happens to me. What's the secret to it? I don't <coughs> see you eating healthy foods like Mr. Jonathan does. He won't eat anything that, that's bad for you. That's the, not the way you've been. You'll eat anything. You'll do anything. You you smoke. You drink. You eat bad foods. That's your answer. What? I continue to be me because I can't do anything else. I can't. I can't. When I think about the alternative, uh, like uh, you know, right now the walking's bad and shit like that. But I found a way. I lay down for an hour. I get up and then I do a yeah. couple of things. You got some canes around. You never use them. You carry them around once in a yeah, while. Uh, uh, I want to stay the way I am. It's important to me. Yeah. It's important to me to do something every day. Uh, otherwise, why am I? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're not at work, but you go to work every day. Projects are going on in this house. I, sm I smell paint. I smell, I, you know, it, she doesn't work with with light little pieces of paper. These are cement statues and stuff that she creates. Heavy stuff moves furniture around the house. It can be three o'clock in the morning. And we have, we're, I'm blessed enough to have four generations living in this house now. I'm I, the most active one in the whole damn house. I would say, because by the time I get home, I'm, I'm done. It's between you and James, a one-year-old and a 91-year-old. You're both moving furniture around the damn house. You know who said hours. that the other day? Cheryl. Yeah? She said, Which that's your baby. Laurie's sister. He won't stop walking. Yeah, yeah. He, he has to. He seems like you. He swings his arm like you. I see it. He's he built has like to you. He keep going. Yeah. And even like I'm in bed and I'm reading, so I have to go back over that page because my head is telling me something else that Christ knows I hate it. And I have to read it again. She that was bad. Then all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, what about the paint? I think the paint is dry. Maybe I could do it. Throw the book over there, get up and go. Two o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, I can't sleep or I can't. And then I say to myself, this is not right. I, I'm i supposed to go to sleep like 10 o'clock and then get up at 6 and then do this. And then I say, fuck it. Right. That's I'll wake up whenever when, I want. You can. And that's always how you've been. Listen. Frank Sinatra said it my way. If there's somebody that's my way, it's my mother. She's been doing it my way her whole damn life. And if you don't like it. That's it. You don't have to. What do you have to do in the first place if you don't like me? So what? You don't feed me. Yeah. You're not giving me any. Yeah. In fact, I don't like you either. So <laughs> just go. Yeah. Well. It's... There's room for everybody, David. Yeah. It's it's been uh, it's it's interesting having you as a mother because it's there's no bullshit. It's absolutely for the sake of your feelings or anything. It was it was uh, it was hard. Of I, I handle it no problem, but I would say my brother John handled it less. I would say but certainly your grandchildren. We gave him everything. Right, but but it was it, you're tough. I'm telling you, you're tougher than Dad was. For sure. Yeah. 
Who is it? Right, right. <laughs> so the answer is this. I'm who I am, and so are you. Yeah. And that's the way it is, Dave. And I think a lot of me I see in you that I'm the way I am because of you. And I'm, I'm I that too. Because of me. Now, what about James? Because of me? He's a wire. Right. The kid is a live wire. Right. And he's just one years old. And how can he, it be? He's who he is. All That's right. How you wait. You uh, didn't see nothing yet with that kid. <laughs> you see his face? Yeah. You see his face when he was eating the cannoli? Yeah. You know that boy was sitting in his chair one year old? Sitting in his chair like this, he had 20 people staring at him, clapping. Yeah, he didn't care. He was, he was good. All right, that's it. Thanks for doing this. And it's it's on the Cigar Authority right now. And this is Angela Garofalo. This is going to be on. This is on the Cigar Authority. Next time you hear this, it's going to be on oh, the show. I wish you would. Do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And here you are at 91 years old. And we got to do another one at 100. That's it. Well, there's the answer. We're going till at least she turns 100. Yeah. All right. Nine more years. So I know you guys got a lot to oh, say I've about got this. Notes. You got notes. Uh, I don't know what you thought of it, but I'm, I'm glad I did it anyway. Uh, final thoughts here on the Garofalo family, Legacy, Maduro. What's your thoughts on this? Brown buttered popcorn has been the prevalent flavor since the five-inch mark. Uh, the cigar started Brown? off browned butter. Okay. It's not burned butter. It's yes, got okay. a little more caramelization to it. All right. Uh, and then the, the sweetness coming out of the, the buttered popcorn. The um, the Nicaraguan spice was more aggressive at the beginning, and I found that the cigar kind of sweetened up. It never really got more than a seven. I remember this being stronger. Maybe it's because I smoked the Robusto mostly. And I went, I went slow because... All the talking was already done, and I could really pay attention to it. I've learned a lot the past couple of years of smoking the strong cigars slower has really helped me get through strong cigars. Because you get, I think on a stronger cigar, you do get more flavor. It is not the subtlety that you are, have always looked for in mild cigars. It's more in-your-face flavor, but I do find that there's, there's a reason why you should be smoking across the spectrum. And as I smoke this cigar and I take a breath in between, the flavor stays for a long period of time. So I would say long, long finish. finish. for sure. Very, I, you, very know you, long. Sm you know you smoked, smoked a cigar yeah. at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we smoked the Garofalo Family Legacy Maduro Toro. Now let's try the La Familia line. Can compare it side by side. Uh, and I'll get the feedback from that interview you just heard from these guys and see what they had to say. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month, and we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the 
Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation 
is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. And we are back. We are celebrating the Garofalo family today. It's my dad's 25 years in heaven and my mother's 91st birthday on earth. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. I did. I don't know how it was going to go, but uh, it is what it is. And I So got that. many questions have been answered. So and, many. And you know her. I know her, yeah. but th this was an insight into Angela that I have not been privy to. Her really, I, I know who she is because she still slaps me for blowing my nose right. on the show <laughs> every time she sees me. But uh, yeah, just so many questions answered about you, about her, a lot of the whys. All right. Uh, Garofalo, um, the cigar we just smoked, the family legacy, Maduro, is the go-to cigar for my mother. She likes them strong. Mm -hmm. That's what she likes. And now the go-to cigar for do, me. Do she's the real man of the family. Do you remember what her first cigar was? Because when she I, mentioned it, a few people asked. I think it was a Toro Fuente, I think. Again, we're going back into the 80s uh, with that. But uh, I think it was Garofalo La Familia. I mean, um, <laughs> a, a Toro Fuente, maybe like 858 or something like that. Uh, all right, what do we have here, Barry? Today's second cigar is the Garofalo La Familia, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Perdomo Cigars for United Cigars. The size is a 6x54 Epicure. And it features Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro over Cuban seed Nicaraguan binder and fillers. A single will set you back ten ninety nine, while a box of twenty four is two eleven ninety nine, which comes out to just eight seventy nine per cigar. And if you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. All right, this is the one of the Maduros that I love. Um, and had, had a little play on this uh, myself, and uh, we'll see what difference this is. Uh, so the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I heard from Nick. I tried sending you um, an email today, uh, a video, uh, Ed, uh, it, it wouldn't go for whatever reason. Oh, no. Nick sent it to me uh, in a text, and he uh, went out, uh, Missouri, I think he is, and uh, he did a few different events, and uh, people are doing the uh, cut in front of oh, him and things nice. like that, and he said, big uh, Cigar Authority fan, and not one, not two, but three different people at different events showed up with their coin. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he did not have it on him. Good. And he said, okay, I gave away three cigars so far. This will never happen again. <laughs> uh, you have a big audience out there in Missouri, so thanks to the folks out there uh, that uh, have brought that on him and show him that uh, we really do have people listening. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's light her up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Cyclone by Vertigo, featuring a flip top and three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. This is the OG, the original Garofalo. There we go. Big-ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price 
of $12.99 or two for 20 on twoguyscigars.com. That is the Cyclone by Vertigo. All right. By the way, the cold drawer was raspberry marmalade. And you taste the bourbon barrel on that one? A little bit of sweetness mm-hmm. coming off that wrapper, yeah. yeah. What, what impresses me is discovering that not only the additional fermentation that you get by putting the wrappers in the bourbon barrels by getting the extra pressure, but also evening out the color is another thing that happens. While not dying it, not Correct. fucking with it in any way. It, 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 it's clean and pure. Uh, this is a wonderful cigar, taking nothing away from the other one. The, the other one is only the strength profile for me. It's just a little too heavy. Uh, maybe this ring gauge is now a 54 instead of a 50. Yeah. Might be part of it too, uh, but uh, it's night and day to me. I love this one and uh, not a go-to on the, on the Maduro of the Family Legacy. But let, let's... Um, you know, kind of uh, come up with people ask me all the time, what's the difference between the two blends? And honestly, I don't know all that much difference of what's happening, but I know one is much stronger than the other. This this one is uh, way better in my opinion. This is called the Epicure. And when we were deciding on the sizes, I said, yeah, we want a Robusto, a Toro, a Churchill, Torpedo, because this Torpedo is unbelievable. And um, he said, instead of Toro... Let's make it an Epicure. And I said, why Epicure? And he said, doesn't it sound better than Toro? That was the answer when I asked him. Yeah. I go, why do you call your Toros Epicures and not just Toros? And he said, everybody has a Toro. I'm the only one with an Epicure. And <laughs> so what does Epicure mean? Um, one of the sensitive and discriminating taste is what it means. Of one of the sensitive and discriminating tastes. Or one with sensitive and discriminating tastes one with it does say that uh you wrote it yeah (laughs) sounds better than toro um that's why it's called epicure but uh it's a toro right it's a most people are going to understand what a toro is it's just a little thicker than a toro it's a 54 but i think it makes all the difference in the world i tried this blend in a 50 was not the same 54 Mm. whatever goes inside whatever ends up changing it it just gets much better than that i know some people ah, i like 50 ring gauges 54 is a little too thick for me it makes a difference when it comes to the blend it certainly does for sure so um because i was doing this i said i should offer some sort of deal for people if they end up wanting to buy a box of any garofalo uh and celebrating uh my mother's birthday today um i thought uh let me come up with a deal so uh what is the deal barry you have it or just uh, it? you have it okay so you buy any box of garofalo any line any box doesn't matter what you do mm-hmm. and you're going to get a gift basket and the gift basket that we have here is a sculabasta, which is a pasta strainer. Pasta yeah. strainer. See, it's good that you did it because I would have just called it a strainer. Okay. It sounds like it has more value now. It does. <laughs> it's a sculabasta, uh, and it comes with two different pastas, and they're Garofalo pastas out of Italy. We have nothing to do with this at all. Uh, my plan was to go visit them when I go down to Italy, which I still haven't done. Every time you try to go to Italy, another version of coronavirus breaks out. Yes, so. <laughs> I'll get there. Uh, um, and a um, spaghetti sauce in the Cigar Authority cookbook. Which all has the recipe the limoncello. for limoncello, which I got to take umbrage because I said to her, Angela, I want to learn how to make the limoncello. And she said... Yeah, you can't start off with a limoncello. I don't even know if you can cook. 
You, there's a whole legacy involved here. here we go. I don't want you to embarrass me. So she gives me a recipe for coffee cello and has me make that. Ah, which is awesome. And she said, when you've made that 30 or 40 times, you come mm. back to me with a sample and I'll tell you <laughs> if you're worthy of the lemon cello. And then now, she puts it in the cookbook. Now it's out there. So you have to, if, you, if you're buying the, the uh, box of Garofalo, you have to put happy birthday ma mm -hmm. in the comment section and a checkout, right? That's what they do. Yeah, it. when you check out and you're entering your name, your address is an area to, for comments. Just put happy birthday ma. And uh, that offer is good till Friday, May 27th, which is her birthday. So mm -hmm. that day will count, yep. Yep. but the 28th, the deal's off. So for her birthday, that's going to be the offer that's there. Happy birthday, Ma, in the comments. Any box of Garofalo, La Familia, or Family Legacy, it doesn't matter, any size. Happy birthday, Ma, in the comment, and you'll just automatically get that pasta yep. set while they last or till after May 27th, it's, it's over. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right, um, my mom is uh, now 1,092 months old. Huh. I say that because James is 13 months old on the 20th. Yeah, how long do you call the a kid by the number of months? I don't know, but I, considering they're calling him 13 months old, it he's going to be. stop at a year. He's a year. He is a year. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. It stops at a year. But they do it. He's 18 months old. I think it's 24 months is the cutoff. They'll yeah. say 24 the months. You don't say 25 months. You say he's two. Right. There's a pretty big difference between a one-year-old and an 18-month-old. Sure. A lot changes in that time. Well, she's 1,092 months old. That's a lot of months. Mm -hmm. So the key is to break the 1,000-month-old, <laughs> right? That yeah. would be a key. Uh, anyway... What did you think of the interview? Uh, I was concerned when you said you were going to do the interview that it was going to be too much self-indulgence and not enough interesting content, which I think you pulled the interview off. I know you had some editing to do to get it down to the size that it was. Uh, cut out the right stuff, I'm sure. And I did catch, because I know your voice all too well, there were a couple of times when you sounded like you were shitting your pants because you forgot you could edit. And so there were a couple of times where your voice went up an octave and I'm like, okay, he, there was, there was a cut that happened somewhere around there. Uh, I love the fact that you guys do an equal part of yelling to each other because you're both deaf and also yelling at each other. You don't leave out the yelling at each other. A couple of times where you start to lose your temper. No, that's not how it happened. And it's awesome. The first time my wife met my parents, um, we went and visited them. And then when we left, the door closes, and my wife said, why do you guys yell at each other? <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and because this is the way we talk to each other. We, we, and it, mostly it's out of excitement and, you know, we're caring about the subject matter we're talking about that the energy is it's there. It's a very Italian thing. Her, yeah. Her business acumen, too, by saying that she'll work for you at the diner if she's part owner. Yes. What did that look like? Because you didn't get on that. Did she, was there a buy-in or did you just There's say? There's no buy-in. No. All right, Ma, you're my partner. You're my partner. And then when and you now sold the business that you bought, yes. you split the profits. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> or, it, or else she was out. So she's a She's a, she's a good woman. negotiator. Yeah, That's where good. you got it. Because I've seen you make negotiations before and say, okay, here's what I'm willing to pay. Please don't take it. Right. I don't want it. But here's what I'm willing to pay if you're willing to take it. Absolutely. So she rarely calls you Dave. 
She called you Dave two times in the interview. As opposed to what? She always, always calls you David. When she's okay. downstairs in the in the store, my David this, my David that. It's always David. She called you Dave two times. I thought that was pretty interesting. And so I mentioned my cousin's coming over to visit. He's going to call her Lena yeah. when she's there. And he calls me Davey. Oh. Huh. So when we were little, of course, it was Davey. And we went through high school together, and it was Davey all the way through. And it's so interesting to me of... Of that. When somebody comes in the store and says, I'm here to see Davey, I know I got to put him through because that's that's a name that nobody would know to say. Yes. And they say it and I'm like, all right, this is a guy from the old school yes, that yes. you would be interested now, in seeing. I, now everybody knows how to, get to see Dave. I, Good luck. I think one of the Daves was, next question, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that is her, that's how she started the interview. Next question. Right? In other words, okay, don't think you're going to push me around on this interview because so I'll leave. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the things that, uh, it gave me a little bit of an insight is growing up in a house where the father hates everyone immediately. So th- this mm. is a very protective mindset, old school Italian of this is the family here living all in the same house. It yes. sounds like three yeah. different floors. Yes. Then you have the neighborhood. That's another level of protection. And now who's this guy coming in from outside the neighborhood? I don't like him. <laughs> we don't have a met him now, yet, but I don't like him. Now, now you know I don't like you. Now you can prove yourself worthy yes. of, of being in. Earn your spot. You got to earn your spot. So that's one of the questions that kind of answered because you are a little bit like that. You, as you, much as I, I, I dislike some of her ways, I know it happened to me. Well, and and it isn't it the right way to live your life yes. to protect the people that are in your close knit family. And then you have your next layer, which is your two guys' family, and maybe there's another layer beyond that. And I've seen you do it when the pandemic hit. Your first thing you said, not you didn't say another thing. You said, how do we make sure that everybody can get paid if we have to shut down? That was your go-to. That was your protection mode of your two guys' family. And the, I always have the question, what is someone's motivation? Why would someone be like this? And that was a, a question that was answered. And my favorite thing that she said was that the reason for her longevity was that she continues to be me. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So some comments from the chat room. Jay Hageman said, uh, Dave's mom may be his spirit animal. Love her take no crap, matter of fact attitude. Ted Hughes was thankful you knew how to operate a recording device. Yeah, it, was, it was my cell phone. <laughs> I just put the cell phone down, which, by the way, thank you, Ed Sullivan, who probably made that junk sound good. And Brian Meyer says, thanks for sharing this, Dave. It was extra special to watch you as you listen to your mom. Yeah. The chicken feet bag clothing. <laughs> so people don't know this about Dave, and I, I, I may have said it once or twice. He had to take away her stepladder. She used to drive around in her Volkswagen Beetle with a stepladder. So she could climb into dumpsters and get old lamps and old furniture that people had thrown away. And she would just throw it in the back of the car and take it home and mess around with electricity for a little while until she got the lamp to work. And then stuff it inside a Lagiana box and give Dave her dumpster junk. And he finally had to take it away because she shouldn't be climbing a ladder at 89 years old. And I'm at the point now that I'll I'll see her on the ladder and I take the – because it still exists in the house. She didn't throw it away. (laughs) 
and she's up on the ladder on the step that says, don't stand on the step. <laughs> and I say, Ma, come on down. And I get it down. And I say, when you need something up there or something, we'll call somebody else to climb up the ladder because I don't yeah. want to go on the top <laughs> give her, myself. Give her, give her my number. I'll yeah. come over anytime. But the, the, the mindset of, again, you're going back to a time in the United States where people really didn't have much. And for her, to, she wanted clothes. And she saw the beauty in a bag that held chicken feet, had to clean the bag from all the chicken feet blood or whatever the yeah. hell happens with chicken feet. I've never seen a bag. And make clothes out of it. it, it it's it, it's so refreshing to see somebody with that mindset. And she still lives that way. Yeah. She still makes her own clothes. But she, she may go down to Goodwill and get some old uh, sheet or right. uh, whatever and, that and, and turn yeah. something into something. It, she's amazing what the, how she turns nothing into something. Uh <laughs> So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed doing it anyway. But right now it's time for the poll question of the week brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And each week you can head over to thecigarauthority.com and vote in the question of the week. And the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And this week I think a lot of you are full of shit. We asked, oh. have you ever put the lit end in your mouth? 66% said they have it. Well, you're not smoking enough. <laughs> or you're paying attention. You're paying attention to your cigar. I only did it once. I asked Ed Santa Maria, what do you think the total was? And he thought 60% yes. But it was 66% no. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people uh, too embarrassed to admit it. Well, I certainly have done it uh, anyway. Um, next week is uh, the Cigar Authority trivia. We tried this last year. And it ended up surprisingly working out. If uh, if YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff is kind to us and keep us on for another week, uh, we'll be able to pull it off. But you uh, join in the show live. This is when you want to be on the show live at, at 12 noon Eastern. And we're going to ask questions throughout the show. And we got prizes to give away. Yeah, and, we might uh, take the delay off the show so you, we won't have to wait 30 seconds for somebody to okay. chime in with their answer. Well, I didn't even know there was a delay. Yeah, just uh, for bandwidth issues. Okay. All right. And uh, then we'll be into June. It'll be a new month, and uh, we'll get into those shows next week. We'll tell you what's coming up on those weeks. Uh, it's time for a, a peek into the asylum right now from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> <laughs> and where there's four Catholics, there's always a fifth. Doctors have prescribed a wheelchair, cane, and physical therapy to help Pope Francis's bad knee. He, however, has other ideas. According to a viral video, the Pope asked from his Pope mobile, do you know what I really need for my knee? Before answering, some tequila. Some people are in uproar, but personally, until he starts doing body shots off a Jesus statue, should anyone really care? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Yeah, it's Madison, right? Yeah, the same thing. Back in the day, that was the medicine. You get a tooth pulled, sure. you take a shot. This is the beautiful you... thing about Dave is he has no idea what a body shot is. <laughs> so he doesn't even know. There's that a lot of people a, want to cancel me right now. As a Catholic, joke. he should have been deeply offended by that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that is, but I figure it's a shot somehow. Yeah, like, you know, somebody may have a cavernous belly button, so you pour 
a little tequila in. And Usually they, in a girl in a bikini. They dump the In the, the nightclubs and stuff? Or? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the strip clubs, the nightclubs. So yeah. if the Jesus statue had an innie, that would be the shot glass is the premise of that. Yeah, that's joke. not nice. <laughs> that's not nice. Uh, the after show is a show we do for Wednesday. It goes out on Wednesday. We do it after the show. We have absolutely no topic uh, in mind really? this week at all. How to prepare for your guests at a Memorial Day barbecue. Proper cigar etiquette for when you're having guests. Ah, want to go with that? It's a little weak, but yeah, we got nothing. We, we only got about a half hour to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we got so. 25 minutes to figure it out. Right, right. All right, I have to remind you, there's hundreds of boxes of the Cigar Authority 12th anniversary Lancero left. <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, how do you get it? You go on to um, thecigarauthority.com. You click correct. the button. It'll take you to twoguyscigars.com. You'll see a box of Lanceros there. Please buy him so Dave shuts up about this every week. Hey, he's down to once a show, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're there forever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure something out there. Um, but early thoughts here on the Garofalo La Familia Maduro Epicure. I see why you like it. There, there's more sweetness to it Sweet. than the earthiness of the of the family legacy. Yeah. Um, much more complexity on this one. I like the Maduro Better than the natural. Hmm. And that doesn't happen on very many cigars at all that I like the Maduro better. Lots of flavor, uh, but not heavy. More of a five than than an eight. If you you were to prepare yourself a board sauce, which would be uh, you get a little knob of butter and you get some fresh rosemary and some fresh thyme and maybe some garlic. And then just before you put the seared edge of the steak on top of that board, get rid of the garlic. Get rid of the butter. Boom. Thyme, rosemary, and charred beef are the predominant flavors that I'm getting from this. So you put the butter on, then you take it off. Take it off. So it hasn't melted yet. There may be like a a little schmear of butter or something in there that that maybe happens, but it's not on purpose. Hmm. So why don't you just put the rosemary in the... (laughs) Why don't you just do like I told you? Because that's important. It's part of the flavor. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got three letters to read and a prize to give away. Also, uh, I'll mention to you that deal on Garofalo once again when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, 
featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hey, I am the king of the small gauge cigars, Noel Rojas, from Rojas Cigars. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority of the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We are smoking Garofalo La Familia Maduro Epicure because it's Garofalo Day as far as I'm concerned. Uh, welcome back, everybody. And as I said, uh, we are going to run a deal on Garofalo. If you buy any box of Garofalo from now through May 27th, my mother's birthday, uh, you'll get a deal. We'll give you uh, the Basta with the uh, two Garofalo pastas, the spaghetti sauce, and the cookbook, Cigar Authority cookbook, free if you put in Happy Birthday Ma on the uh, way, comment, area. comment area. When it arrives... You can use the sauce and the pasta, one of the pastas, for dinner while you study up on how to make Garofalo al penne. That's right. And or then you, you use the other one to make that. Make that? Yes, you could. You need a couple more ingredients, but you're okay. Good. Huh? And maybe you make a fourth place meatball if you want some meatballs with it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to disappoint you guys. Well, they've been, up- <laughs> they've been upgraded to third place meatballs, so. Why is that? 
because that's the place I came in this year. Third place. Yeah, ah, but is that the ingredient? Is that the same, recipe? Same recipe. Same recipe. <laughs> <laughs> that is the recipe. A one trick pony. I don't change anything. All right. Okay. So, uh, it- Prize to give away right now. We have the email of the week. The email of the week is brought to you by Romeo and Julieta Cigars. And this week's prize is a baseball cap, a box of matches, a butterfly cutter, a tumbler, and a backpack. And I assure you, the backpack is larger than the tumbler in real life. It's to cut butterflies. Who would want to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? They're annoying. (laughs) Flying around, being all pretty. Yeah. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. The subject line is Is Barry going to come out of the closet? Mm. Hey. And Hasib writes, <laughs> Absolutely not. I was just using a quote, cool catchphrase, unquote, like the really uncool Southern slang guy who you gave my prize to. It's ah. all good. Oh, no, I'm not bitter. Anyway, when I first read the show's title, I was like, Oh, man. Davy boy is going to open up a can of worms and I'm going to have to slap him with some verbal kazo. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Although in reality, all you were really complaining about are the stupid idiots on social media that are speaking negatively about cigars. This is the case in every industry, but there are always going to be people that like to get the attention with negative press instead of positive. But that does not mean that they are not media. In the end, media has two central jobs, sell advertising and or influence, and get a message across. You don't have to be a journalist to do that. Some of the most successful social media influencers today have nothing to do with journalism. But uh, is a social media influencer media? No, they're influencers. Right. All right, you're not sold on Hasib. No, I don't think he's going to win this week either. Yeah, yeah, that's three, three times that you've officially struck out. You can continue writing in, buddy. Uh, Danny writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. I've recently gotten into cigars, and I have to say your show has been a great way to expand my understanding of the cigars and the industry themselves. It's great to light up a cigar in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, and throw on a random episode with a cigar to start the day. I've noticed that Mr. Jonathan gets interrupted a lot. This used to happen to me in the military, and I have a few tips to offer to keep Dave in line. And thank mm. you for your service there, Davey, Danny. <laughs> Number one, exude confidence. Mm. Oh, even, God, look who you're talking does he to. Does know me? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Two, maintain eye contact. That, that'll get creepy it's quick. <laughs> get a gavel, and every time he interrupts you, smack the table. It's a $30,000 countertop. That's out. You got to get uh, that wood block, and yeah. you could have a gavel. When that That'd doesn't be, work, good, smack good him with it. Violence is all he'll understand, which is, <laughs> given the interview we just listened to, that's that's pretty close. Uh, number five, a shock collar. Excellent for training dogs and podcasters alike. We did that. We did an old show. We put a shock collar on Jonathan, didn't we? No, I refused to put it on. Oh, yeah? Oh. I remember it happening, no? Maybe we could do a new show like that. All right. So we have shock collar Danny. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, also submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Stephen writes, hypothetical. Let's examine a hypothetical situation. It might even be a good idea for a show. This could be our after show. This, this might be good. Hmm. Let's say one of you became emperor of the world. Now, we wouldn't want it to be Barry because someone with the maturity of a 13-year-old <laughs> would probably be a bad idea. 
It'd be orgies all over the place. I don't even have to say why Mr. J would not work. That's just a low blow right there. Uh, Dave comes close to being a good choice, but I think we'll skip him just to protect the English language. So that leaves Ed. Now for the reason for this exercise. He's Let's, the most adult person here. Oh, without question. Yes. Let's say the emperor takes control of the tobacco growing in Cuba so that all of the techniques are upgraded to the modern standards and you get access to any tobacco in the world. How would you blend the cigar? What wrapper? What binder? What mix of fillers? Thanks for what you guys do. Signed, Stephen. Interesting. I would love to see that day happen that, that they would blend tobacco using Cuban tobacco. Yeah, that would excite me I'm more. I'm using than, it for filler. Their wrapper is yep. it. Right. Right. Maybe a binder. It's filler maybe a binder. binder. It's not, certainly not wrapper. No. But um, the excitement that would end up happening if they – and I talked to them at Bakuba back in the day explaining to them that what a boom it would be for Cuban tobacco – if you would lend that tobacco to people like Fuente, people like Padron, where they could incorporate it in there, and they would boost up the excitement of Cuban tobacco more than the excitement of Cuban cigars as a whole. It's, sure. it's a great ingredient as a Puro, not so much anymore. But then again, he's saying change the fertilizer, bring it back mm -hmm. to where to its heyday. But even even with that, you don't really have the same level of discrepancy in growing regions in Cuba like you do in Nicaragua. Nicaragua has four regions. They may as well be four different countries. And that's why a cigar like this Garofalo La Familia is not boring, even though it, it is a Puro. It's a Nicaraguan Puro. Right, right. But there are four distinct growing regions of tobacco in here, and that's going to cause something to taste interesting. And, and they had multiple growing regions, but they really use pretty much one, one and a half Right now, uh, it's not to beat up Cuban cigars, but they certainly... They're very expensive now. Oh, <laughs> they've doubled and sometimes tripled uh, in the cost. They're saying Bejiques now are running $300. Yikes. As much as we used to say $75, wouldn't it be nice to have a whole bunch of boxes of those right now that they're worth $300 a piece? A regular, um, a regular Cohiba... Uh, number six is a hundred dollars. I know a guy on social media that knows a guy that swears you can still get him for twenty bucks. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it's fake if you're getting twenty dollars yes. uh, cigars now at this point. But um, but I vote for number two. You vote for number two, which the, is the, the shock caller, the military guy. Okay. Mm. What do you got, Ed? Just for the record, Dave is he's voting for you to wear a shock collar. That's what not he's doing. Not me. That's what the guy said. No. I'm to put a shock collar on you to train you not no, to interrupt it's me. true. It's true. I have to go with number three. He made me the emperor. <laughs> That's why and, I went with him. And I think there's, um, there's something it's there. Interesting. It could be a show. That would, that would make a possible clubhouse where we could flush uh, it out, bring people in. All right. I'll give it to number three. Danny. No, that's not Danny. That's Steven. That's Steven. Steven. Steven wins. And uh, number one is uh, can he, he can still go even though he's got three strikes, right? Yeah, yeah. that Barry saying somebody has strikes is means nothing. Irrelevant means nothing. Uh, all right, looking at the time, we can squeeze it in. Let's get to the classic three way, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. 
Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Today is May 21st. Our champion is... Barry. Barry is the champ. I have five questions and two tiebreakers, Barry. Mr. T, Lawrence Trudeau, is an American actor from the A-Team, Rocky Three, and TNT, and he was born in Chicago, Illinois today. Mr. T. 1952. 52, he says. 1955. 55. 51 for two points. 51 for two points. There is two points, but it's not you. It's Barry Stein, 1952. Barry Stein, two right off the bat. Whoa. <coughs> Way to start. I pity. He pities the fool that does I pity the fool. Ed Sullivan. Bruce Buffer was born today. He's the American mixed martial artist announcer. He was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma today. Is that let's get ready to rumble? No, no, that's no Michael Buffer. That's the one that's with his the brother. money. That's the he, money guy. But Bruce probably's making money now. Yeah. Somebody's making money. Yeah. His catchphrase is it's time. Uh, it's time. Nineteen forty eight. Forty eight. Nineteen sixty. 60. 72. 72? Yeah. 48 is going to win it. It's 57. Oh. It's way off, but these guys were crazy. He sounds old. I was three off. That's not crazy. Well, <laughs> uh, so Ed Sullivan is getting a point on that. He was way off. But uh, Mr. Jonathan, uh, born today, Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh. Jeffrey Dahmer, American serial killer from uh, Milwaukee. Friends don't let friends. Eat friends. Yeah, he uh, he's from uh, yeah Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was a cannibal. Uh, he died in 1994, but he was born today. What year? 1955. Barry waited until I gave the answer to start doing the math. Well, Dave said when he died, so I was way off on when he died because I only thought he died like. 10 years ago, so uh, 1956. 56. 1953. You said 55, he said 56. What year did you say? 53. 53. 56 will take the point. It's 1960. Waited until I made the answer, and then he came up with his answer. This is a win is under (sighs) protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove it up here. He hasn't won yet. Pipe bowl. It's back to Barry, so we don't have to worry this time. Yeah, I'll just wait. I'm going to wait until the end to give my answer. American Red Cross was founded today by Clara Barton. American Red Cross today. Nurse lady? She must have been a nurse, right? Yeah. 1873. 1873. Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. 1885. 1885. 1886. Fuck you. <laughs> Play Barry's game. Both of you guys are over. Barry will take it. <laughs> 1872. It's 1881. You were very close. Mm. But, uh, I wouldn't have got it with my real answer of 1850 either, so it's fine. 
Barry's got four points. Ed's got one. Oh, and Ed's this. got nothing. This game is over, right? Uh, but just for fun, Mr. Jonathan, this is for you. Marvin Gaye's 11th album, What's Going On, is released today. Considered the best album of all time. Critics By uh, survey from Rolling Stones. The Guardian and New Music Express says it's the best album of all time. What's going on? 1974. 74. 73. 73. 72. 71. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> I was close. Just locking each other out. Should we change the game and let people lock each other out and stuff? That Look, you mean fun. like we used to play it? Yeah. That could be and fun. And I used to win all the time? That could be fun. Playing the man? Because you're the biggest asshole, so you would win. Wow. <laughs> Bob Marley died today. What year? The comedian? He's still no. alive. He's <laughs> still alive. Uh, Rick, 80, Rick, 89? 81. In Weird Al Yankovic's song, Fat, a, par- a parody to Bad, hits number 99 on the charts today, which 89. is big for him. 90. Seven, 87. 80, 88, close. 87, right? You, yeah. you would get the point mm-hmm. on that. Uh, weird Al Yankovic. That's that whole thing is a whole weird thing. Right. He he was touring recently with Emo Phillips. Yeah, he's going to be He's going to be in concert here in New Hampshire. I saw somewhere. Emo Phillips. I told you with that comedy thing. Yeah. Strange, dude. <laughs> strange. If you ever look that guy up, man, that's strange. Uh, final thoughts here on Garofalo, uh, La Familia, and I want to know which one you like better. What's the difference of these two? I definitely like the one we're smoking now better, the La Familia. It's not for me about necessarily having the strength that we got in the first one. There's more subtlety going on as far as the flavor goes. I love the bigger ring gauge. I love that format. The the charred beef, a little bit of sweet coming off of it, like maybe a molasses-y kind of sweetness to it. I'm at the halfway mark. Very good. I think I think it's a better cigar than his first go around. So what he's, I get out of that is he likes thicker beef. He's getting better as a blender as he's getting older. When it comes to the family legacy Connecticut, I like that better. Yeah. Than the Connecticut on La Familia. La Familia is one of the few La Familia that I'll smoke sun. on the regular because it does have the additional strength, and I I like that it overpowers the. The dryness that you would normally get in the bitterness out of that Connecticut wrapper. Yeah, my favorite of all of them is the Sun Grown La Familia, but this is a very close second. Um, it, it's more rounded, is more complexity. The finish isn't as long, uh, especially on a hot summer day. I don't particularly want a long finish. He, he's got it going on though, because well, your wife there is says no... you're not really very good with the long finishes. So, no, nah, I like to get it over with. The the selling of these is pretty equal across the board. It's not a dramatic difference yet. Again, this has only been a year now that this cigar is out, and we'll see where it ends up uh, to, to pick a favorite. It, it's hard to say. Is it contender eligible this year? I don't think it made it the cut last year. I don't know. I have, hmm. to, have to look at that. I have to look at it. All right, that's it. Time is up. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I didn't know how this was going to go over. Mar, I know you're watching. Uh, I want, usually she tells me how the show ended up going. Seeing she was on it today, I want to know how the show went when I get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no change to what you're going to hear when you get home. We're going to see. We're going to see what, how she critiques herself. Uh, that, that's something I should run some audio on, maybe. I don't know. Um, next week, uh, where do I have it? 
Trivia. Next week, Trivia Day on the Cigar Authority. Trivia questions and answers and prizes to give away. Uh, Assuming we are still live, uh, we're going to do this. If you don't see us on YouTube, go to Facebook. And go to Cigar Authority because there will be a post on where to find us. Okay. All right. So until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, it's quite possible that you learned something today about Dave himself. My mother. Which makes you the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.